So I think when we're thinking about happiness, happiness is fundamental to success. I 100% believe that. Success without happiness is hollow and fleeting and not sustainable. We are the only ones who can show our children what it is to be a happy mom who loves life. Welcome to the Homeschool CEO Podcast, the podcast dedicated to entrepreneurs who want to successfully homeschool their kids while running a profitable business. In this podcast, we'll reveal the truth of what it really looks like behind the scenes of an entrepreneur who homeschools and how to make it all work. If you're an entrepreneur who currently homeschools or you want to start, you are in the right place, my friend. With 16 years experience combining entrepreneurship with homeschooling, I'm your host, Jen Myers, and this is the Homeschool CEO Podcast. Hey friend, welcome back to another episode of the Homeschool CEO Podcast. I've always wondered, you know, you see people who are super successful and you wonder, are they really happy? I mean, is it even possible to truly be successful if you're not happy? Can you be happy but not successful? Okay, let's be real. Who wants both? I want both. But what does it even mean to be happy and successful? And how do we measure it? And how the heck are we supposed to achieve it among everything else that we are doing as homeschool CEOs? Today's guest is Christy Andres, and she is a happiness and success coach for mom entrepreneurs. And she really just helps ambitious moms find that sweet spot at the intersections of life, business, and motherhood. She is also celebrating her one-year anniversary of teaching her kids at home. And today we are talking about how to achieve happiness, what it really means as a homeschool CEO, and how you can be more happy and successful. Let's dive in. All right, welcome back to another episode of the Homeschool CEO Podcast. Today, I am so excited. I have happiness and success coach Christy Andres here with us today, and this is going to be such a great episode. Welcome, Christy. Thank you. I'm so excited for this. I, I, I knew we were going to like each other. So I was like really counting down the days until we actually met. Yes. It's been a little while. I mean, I think we talked about it last September maybe, and now here we are in February. So it's been a while <laughs> and I'm so excited that you are here. All right, Christy, for those in our audience who don't know you yet, tell us a little bit about yourself. Yeah. So I think I'll start with the, just the briefest story. So I was in corporate America. I had just finished my 13th year at HBO and I had three children under three and I was managing a billion dollar account. And I was getting on a plane two to four times a month. My husband was a stay at home dad. We had twins and a little one and life was going way too fast. I was missing way too many things. And I just, I loved it, but I also kind of wondered, is this really what I want in my life? And that was in the fall of 16, left HBO later that year without a plan. <laughs> and for a person who's a planner, a super planner, it was, a, it was just a shift in everything I knew. And so the last four years have really been about pivoting, changing directions, figuring out what I want, what I want for myself, for my family, for my kids, for our marriage. Ooh, so good. All right. So tell us a little bit about your family. I know. So you're married, you have three, 
three kids that you're doing remote learning with now, right? Right. So we have um, twin eight-year-olds who are in second grade, and we have a kindergartner who yesterday celebrated her 100th day of kindergarten with, you know, the old lady costume and everything. And our fourth baby is a hundred pound dog and she's somewhere in the office right here. And our family is, our story is unique in that I always knew I wanted to become a mom. However, my husband and I took this epic honeymoon. We did a month in the Mediterranean and we were home maybe, I'm going to say 60 days. And I was in New York on business and he called me and told me he had cancer. (laughs) And that just like, kind of blew up my world. And um, it's so, I mean, now it's been 12 years and he's cancer free and all the things, but it just kind of put a little crack in what I thought was possible for the world and when we would have kids and what that timing would look like. So here we are, eight, two eight-year-olds and a six-year-old. And I think all of that has been a training in resilience and hope and all the things that has made homeschool with three kids feel not like the biggest deal in the world, even though it's been really challenging and hard. And I will add that the, the thing, the thing that always throws a wrinkle to it, our kids are in a language immersion school. So they do half the day in English and half the day in Mandarin and neither me or my husband speak Mandarin. So remote school is a new layer of complication in our life. Wow. Okay. So my number three speaks five languages, Mandarin being one of them. And I I struggled with that. This isn't something we plan to talk about, but how are you managing that? Having children that are learning a completely different language than what you or your husband have any experience with. Yeah. You know what? We had a a really tough time deciding, okay, we knew we wanted to put them in immersion school. We had a tough time deciding on the language. And I think we quickly, quickly narrowed it down to Mandarin, Spanish, or French. Those were kind of where our top choices were. We live in Colorado. I don't know. Where do you live? I'm in Iowa. You're in Iowa. Okay. So Spanish kind of seemed like the obvious choice here. We have a very high Spanish population in Colorado and throughout the West. But I also felt like Spanish is one of those languages that you can pick up when you're older, whereas Mandarin is not the kind of language (laughs) that you pick up when you're older. And that was part of it. And then the other part of it too was we travel a lot prior to the pandemic. We traveled all the time. And I really wanted them to have a sense of a language that could help them be a global citizen. We were concerned about what you're talking about in part because they're already twins, right? So they already have so much shared connection. And I'm like, okay, they're going to exclude the rest of the family (laughs) if they have another way to communicate. But it's been a joy to watch. I think learning a language is, it's just elevates the educational experience in so many different ways. And I also think that my husband and I have picked up more than we thought that said, don't ask me to say anything. I could count to 10 and like say some greetings and (laughs) holiday cheers. That's about it. I love it. And I love that they have this community and their school is very conscientious about cultural learning too. So it's just, it's amazing. And the little one, we gave her her option if she wanted to continue with Mandarin or if she wanted to pick a different language. And she was really torn, but I think ultimately, you know, the little one always wants to do what big brother and big sister do, right? Absolutely. Absolutely. That's how my younger one was. He always wanted to do what the older kids did. Awesome. All right. So I know you work a lot with moms who are running their own businesses and helping them find this kind of this rhythm, maybe an elusive balance between happiness and success. 
as a happiness success coach. And let's be real. We all want to be happy and we all want to be successful, right? Yeah. But I think that really comes into play a lot for our homeschool CEOs, because I know you talk about like, when you decide that you want to be a working mom, you're taking on two full-time jobs. Yeah. And then when we add this other element of homeschooling in on it, we're signing up for, I mean, it's, it's a lot, you know, I never tell a mom that comes to me that says, Hey, I already have this thriving business and I, I have this rhythm. I have the schedule, but I want to add in homeschooling. You know, I sit them down and I'm really honest about the pros and the cons, you know, because there's, like you said, there's pros and cons to every decision that we make. So can you talk to me a little bit about when we're in this role of being a homeschool CEO, where we're running businesses, where you know, mom, we're a homeschool teacher, all of these things. How do we find that happiness? Yeah. Okay. So this is a complicated question <laughs> and it's going to be. Hence, hence why we're talking about it for <laughs> the entire is... podcast episode. <laughs> yeah. It's a toughie because there's a number of reasons. The first thing I want to uh, address is that if a mom wants to do it all, she probably has the capacity to do it all. Right. I think the mom who's drowning and no judgment because we all come into motherhood at different stages with different capabilities. But I think the mom who's kind of floundering or um, drowning in it is probably not going to be the mom who says, I want to take it all on, right? She's just not in that place yet. And as you and I both know, motherhood is such a journey of seasons. What we can do at certain stages is looks very different. I, I laugh because yesterday I gave a masterclass and I had a picture of me in one, on one of the slides with my family and we're in like pink coordinated outfits. I did, I actually had to rent the runway gown sent to the beach in Maui to wear for the photo shoot and the kids are coordinated and the husband and it's spectacular. And my twins were two and my baby was th three months and we went there to baptize her. And when I think back to that, I was like, what in the world <laughs> was I thinking at that moment to think that I needed to pull off that photo shoot in that moment, right? So I think when we're thinking about happiness, there's a couple factors that go in and we're, then we're going to layer in the success piece. Happiness is fundamental to success. I 100% believe that. Um, success without happiness is hollow and fleeting and not sustainable. So when we're thinking about happiness, there's a couple angles. And the angle that I like best, or the one that is a gut punch, is the one that is you and I, <laughs> the mommy's listening. We are the only ones who can show our children what it is to be a happy mom who loves life. There's no other person in the world who can fulfill that role. And I think the challenge in that, or maybe it's the opportunity in that, is that we can say all day long, go for it, go for your dreams, make things happen, love your life, take it all on, have what you want, whatever kind of affirmation or cheer we want to put out in the world but if they see us hold back that's what they're going to absorb and that's what we're modeling and I think happiness then becomes not just what we want for ourselves but also becomes how are we going to do life in a way that um, models what we want for them right so when I think about happiness with my mamas I think about like the basics you know How's our well-being? How's our self-care? How are our routines? How's our relationship with our husband? How's our relationship with our kids? In our general, just general day-to-day, -day, do we feel like we are loved and supported and have the resources, the flexibility to have do life on our terms? 
right? And then success is all the things that we want to pursue, all the ways we want to impact the world, all the ways we want to contribute and earn and grow and step into bigger shoes, all the things that we want to do that layer on layers on top of that. But happiness is, I mean, it's the foundation of everything. Ooh, so, so true. So how do we discover what makes us happy? Because I feel like so many women, we deal with us a lot. You know, our women, we have businesses, but at the same time, we, a lot of times we poured ourselves into our business and then our kids, and there's nothing left over to figure out like, what do we really want? Like, how do, what do we want out of life? So talk a little bit about if we're in that situation, how do we start to figure that out? Yeah. So I think that there's two ways to look at it. Sometimes it's just a return to self, right? I think most of us, and you can see this in your children, children have an instinct, right? About what makes them happy or what brings them joy or what they, what they want to do even in the course of the day, right? And one of the things I see this with mamas a lot, and I'm going to go, just bear with me for one sec. So I'm going to go out here for one sec. One of the things that I see mamas do a lot is if they want something or they think they're feeling pulled towards something, they research it or they plan it or they pros and cons, right? Meanwhile, if a kid wants to do something, they just do the freaking thing, right? They just go do it. And I think that's part of when we're trying to discover what's for us, what's meant for us, or what lights us up or makes us shine, we have to actually do the thing. We can't just imagine what it will feel like when we do the thing. I think that's, that's one step. But I think the other thing about happiness is um, just be self-aware. Like, when do you feel good? And when do you feel most like you? When do you feel like, oh, I'm in the zone and this is easy for me and it's happening and it feels natural and there's signs or synchronicity that this is meant for me. Or happiness can also just be those quiet still moments when you're like, you feel kind of limitless, like on the precipice of all good things, like anything could happen for you at any moment. Mm, So good. What caused you, like what in your life brought you to this point where you could acknowledge This is how we find happiness and how you started helping other moms. Yeah. You know, what's funny is I think I was kind of always obsessed and I didn't know. Right. So in like second grade, you know, and it's funny because my kids are at that same age right now. Right. So I have this really strong link to my past. So in second grade, my teacher asked me what I want to be when I grow up. And I said, I want to be an attorney and an artist. And when I look back on that, it's so right brain, left brain. Right. And my kids are very like that. They're very creative. They're also very literal. They have kind of that same quality. And when I think about that throughout life, I always had like a dream folder and all these things that I was interested in building or creating or doing. And then, you know, one thing leads to another. I think we all say that, right? We, we um, go to college, we get a job, we get a promotion, we kind of start climbing. And I'm, and I'm, I've always been ambitious. I've always loved achievement. And I do think if I could sidebar for one sec about that, I do think a lot of A plus students struggle more with happiness perhaps than maybe B or C students because they get attached to achievement as as happiness. Um, But, but let's say you're beyond that and you're, you're moving along. I just kept returning to, I love inspiration and I have a high aesthetic standard and And I know what feels good. And I trust myself, trust, self-trust and self-awareness are such huge components. And I think a lot of women 
have a lot of range, right? They're very complex and, and they're probably good. I would say if they're in your community, they're probably good at a lot of things, right? And sometimes when we're good at a lot of things, we continue to try to be good at everything, even when we add kids into the mix, right? And it's not a problem, but what it does is it pulls us in so many directions sometimes that we aren't, we don't really have that clarity to know, I want this in my life. I'm actually selecting this and bringing this in my life versus just saying yes to all the things that I'm good at. Ooh, so good. Do you think though, it's also to not just what are we choosing to bring into our lives, but what we're choosing to let go of and say no to? Yeah, I do. I think there's, I think that, Okay, I'll say it this way. Remember the first time someone said something to you in a professional setting, like, just because you're good at that doesn't mean it's your thing. Mm, Do you remember that? Did you have that moment? I have, yes. Yeah, and and it just like shifts the world. (laughs) Because up until that point, it was like, if I was good at it, that was my thing. I thought because by virtue of the fact that I was good at it, that it meant it was right. And so I think that is for so many women, it's like a line in the sand where, oh, I can, I can choose where I put my, all of my energy. I can choose how I feel my time, right? Have you ever heard that quote? Time is how we spend our love. Mm-hmm. Yep. And it's so good because of all the resources we have in the world, the one that is the same for every single person is time, right? We know that intellectually, we know that. But when we start thinking about, oh, I'm going to spend my time on this project or this to do task instead of with my baby or instead of with my child or instead of being wholly present where I am. And back to the happiness thing for one second. If you want to improve your happiness today, today, one thing you can do is be where you are, be wholly immersed in the moment and just let it unfold and discover all the gifts that are right there, right now, right in front of you. Ooh, mic drop moment. So good because I think so often as homeschool CEOs, we're so focused into the future. What that next goal, you know, what is, what is Q1 goals? What are we planning for Q2? What, what does my kid need to master this week or this month or this year in schooling? You know, we're, we tend to be really high achievers. You know, we tend to be lots, lots yeah. of threes, like Enneagram threes and eight. I mean, we have other Enneagrams too, but in general, we tend to have, or at least one of them that's on those triage, you know, that'll go to a three or an eight in stress. And we tend to be very goal oriented and very future oriented, trying to figure out how are we going to achieve that next thing? And that's something that's really challenged me even in just the last couple of years to just slow down and be present where I am and love this moment. You know, if you're, if you're a mama who's building a business and you have three littles, know, you know, that you, you're, those kids are the number one priority and you can still love your business and you can still have high goals and you can still work, but the path of that might look a little bit different than, you know, like for me, my youngest is now 16. Three of them have, are graduated now of the house and I have a 16 year old, which means I get to pour in to all the rest of the moms in the homeschool CEO community. But I, I didn't do this when I had four kids under right. eight years old. Right. Yeah. And, and there, you, you bring up two really important things. The first is that a lot of women do need permission to just say, today's the day I'm with my kid if, or my kids, children, if, if 
if you schedule your time, uh, I think a game changer that I, t that I tell a lot of my clients is when you're time blocking your schedule, don't block three hours for business or three hours for the kids or keep shifting back and forth. Say on Tuesdays, I'm a hundred percent yours to your family. I'm not even going to look at my phone today because that's the kind of energy that one, it gives your kids something to anticipate every single week. Oh, on Tuesdays, mom's ours. We get to do, we get to have her all day, right? It's so freeing for the family. It gives you that that boosts every single week. But the other thing it does is it gives mom the permission to not check email, not to go there in her brain, not to, to unpack her to-do list and do all those things. And that permission is really powerful because it allows us to just be where we are in a, in a kind of higher vibe, more intentional way. The second thing you, you said is, I feel like I'm preaching this a little bit. So, you know, you might have to tell me to get off my soapbox about it, but 2020 was an incredible gift. It was the gift we were all praying for, which was, I want my, more time with my family. I want to be more intentional about my life. I want to have the opportunity to slow down and reevaluate. I want to have the time to deeper, more uh, connect more deeply with my family. However, when it was served up to us, it looked like chaos and disruption and change and all these things. So at, at that moment, it didn't feel like a gift. It felt like this is something really bad that is happening. Now, here we are a year later. I mean, think about um, think about you early in your marriage. I don't know anything about your marriage, but I'm going to just su suggest that you had a honeymoon phase, right? Imagine in, the, in that honeymoon phase, if someone said, um, Jen, I'm going to lock you and your husband in the house for a year. Just get to know each other. At that stage, we would have been like, yeah, bring it on. Let me devour this guy. I love him, right? Where now we're like, oh, we're on lockdown, right? It's all a matter of perspective. And that's such a, um, that's such an element of happiness and success, frankly. Just that idea to have a perspective on what is happening to me and recognize the good and the opportunity and the gift in every single setting. Ooh, so good. It's all about that perspective shift and choosing what we're going to focus on each and every day, whether it's you're homeschooling your kids and things are going on maybe a little more challenging or rough than you had anticipated. It's all about what we're choosing to focus on and how, how we're choosing to just reflect on what is happening with us in that moment. So good. All right. I want you to just speak to our mom right now who is looking at her life and saying, I just want to be happier. Tell her, I know you mentioned a little bit where to start, like just right now being present, but also share with her why that is so important. Yeah. So one thing she can do is just take a look at her schedule and her to-do list. Let's say you have 10 things on your to-do list. Okay. I, I want you to bucket them in kind of themes and say, these are things that are for the family. These are the things for my business. These are the things for myself, or these are you know, the random, the things that all of the other things we have to do. Right. And then I want you to take three of the things that either you dread or have been on your list for a few months, or that you really, if you could hire it out right now, you would, and just cross them off, just take them off the list. Right. I think that can be an instant mood boost. And I think we, the, again, the, the, the overachiever, like 
crossing off everything on the list feels good, right? We want to do it all. So I think we have to, we have to be willing to say, okay, you know what? I am not at a place in my life right now where I can do everything. So I'm going to do the most essential things. I'm going to do the things that either light me up, A, the light up things go high on the list or are a win for my family, right? And then you can talk about, this is good for my business. But I do want to bring, bring it back to, your, to business for one second, because something you said earlier, I think is so vital as well. And it's this, when we're building our business as a mama, I think sometimes we have to be a little bit realistic about how long it's going to take. Now, if you're an ambitious mom who is also building a business, I'm here to say I 100% know that you are going to get there right? There is no doubt in my mind, because again, you wouldn't even want that <laughs> given everything that's on your plate, if it wasn't going to happen for you. That said, it may be a messy ride to get there. And in that, build the business of your dreams. And what I mean by that is you're never going to be the mom. I mean, 16 years later, you're going to be the mom who can pour herself into her business as you said, but those first 16 years, it was this balancing act. So in the middle of that juggle and in the middle of that struggle, it's so important that we don't overcommit or that we put so much in our business that we don't have anything left for our family. We just stay the course, love our babies, raise incredible kids, and take intentional high ROI action every single day in our business. We're going to get there right? But it's not going to be this explode out of nowhere. I'm on the map. Look at this amazing thing I've created, but it's going to get there. And every time, every time you get one step closer, it's going to motivate the next step. So, so, so true. And, you know, I always remind my mamas too, your kids are watching what you do. You're leading by example. It's, you don't just live in a bubble. And if you wouldn't want it for your kids, if you wouldn't want them to feel that heavy and that pressure, let's lead by example and figure out how we're going to remove that and really find what true happiness is. Yeah. And sometimes we have to evaluate it differently because we're moms. So for example, when I left corporate to, to start my own business, I was the primary breadwinner. I took a couple hundred thousand dollar pay cut (laughs) to start my own thing. That was significant. If I would have focused exclusively on the money, I would be back in corporate right now. Right. I had to, I had to like fight the urge to evaluate the success of my business in those first years solely on money. And I had to do other creative things like how much is my time worth with my kids? How much does it matter that they're, you know, three, four and five and they get to see mom every single day, right? When you start changing the way you think about how you invest your time, then all of a sudden the path is so much clearer. So, so true. All right. I agree with you. This has been such a great interview. Christy, tell our audience where they can connect with you more online. Okay. So christyandrus.com. It's K-R-I-S-T-I-A-N-D-R-U-S.com is my website. It has all the courses, coaching, and content, all the ways that you can work with me. On Instagram, I'm at Coach for Moms, and I would love to meet you and hear what you're struggling with, what you, what you need help with. I am here for you. Awesome. Awesome. Thank you so much for being here with us today. This has been fantastic. Yeah. So nice to meet you. All right. Let's be real. I want to know on a scale of one to 10, how happy are you right now? 
You can tell me. I'm not going to tell anybody else. Send me a message on Instagram and let me know where your happiness level is right now and what your biggest takeaway was from today's episode. And if you loved today's episode, would you consider sharing this with a friend? Because as homeschool CEOs, I believe we can all use a little more happiness and success in our life, right? All right, friend, that brings today's episode to a close, but I will be back here next week with more real-life homeschool CEO stories to inspire and encourage you. See you next week. Hey, friend, I just want to say thank you so much for tuning in today. If you loved what you heard, please be sure to head over to Apple Podcasts and leave a review. I really appreciate it. And for more information on connecting with other homeschool CEOs just like you, be sure to check out our website at www.homeschoolceo.com. And as always, Team Homeschool CEO, you ladies inspire me. Thank you for always showing others what is possible. You guys are awesome. See you next week.